We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my good, good friends. I'm so happy to be in this relationship with you and journeying upward, journeying to center together. So how is your relationship with life? It can be pretty strange here on planet Earth, wouldn't you say? And have you ever felt yourself asking those big questions? You know, the ones I'm talking about, like, who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And what happens when we die? Well, I do believe when we ask these kinds of questions, the answers can show up. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Perhaps you've been asking some questions yourself. And so today, this show is for you. For the expert I'm interviewing right now, his answers and his teacher showed up in the most unlikely of places and in the most unlikely of forms. I'm excited to share more of his story and his experiences, but first, let me tell you more about him. We're here with Garnet. Schoolhauser. Garnet was a corporate attorney in Calgary, Canada for 34 years before retiring to Vancouver Island in 2008. His life changed dramatically one day towards the end of his career when he was confronted on the street by a homeless man whose name was Albert. Over the next few years, he had a series of conversations with Albert who disclosed startling new truths about life, death, the afterlife, and God. Albert answered all of Garnet's big questions. These teachings and revelations were inspiring, uplifting, comforting, and flew in the face of almost everything he learned in church and that religion has been preaching for centuries. Garnet then proceeded to write dancing on a stamp at Albert's request so that these revelations and the answers to the big questions would be available to anyone who wants them. So Garnet, thank you for saying yes to being on today's show. Thank you for inviting me, Tammy. I'm delighted to be here. Okay, so say your last name for me again. Schulhauser. Schulhauser, I said school. Okay, Garnet Schulhauser. So first, I just want to start here. You were a corporate attorney for 34 years. This seems unlikely. <laughs> this uh, this kind of experience seems unlikely. Oh, it it, it was uh, did seem unlikely to me as well because I'd, I'd never even contemplated such an encounter. I didn't even I wasn't even aware I had a spirit guide. Never mind uh, actually meeting my spirit guide on the street one day. Um, and so I was and and it, all my colleagues and partners in 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 my law firm, they would have been very surprised to, to, for me to tell them sometime later that I had met my spirit guide because I was very much of a straight laced button down corporate lawyer, very typical. And so yeah. it was a very unusual uh, situation, and uh, it really transformed my life after I met Albert. It was quite a, it was it was quite a, an epiphany, if you like. Yeah, um, I say a lot of times people tend to be either left brainers or right brainers, downstairs people or upstairs people, and and to me, you were a typical like left brainer. I know a lot of attorneys, I know a lot of business people, and and when I start talking about what I do with my spiritual stuff, they they look at me like I'm maybe smoking crack or something, but. Um, you were a little bit of a closet spiritual person for a while because this was such a, a different reality for you. 
Yeah, it was. After I, I first met Albert, I kept it entirely to myself for quite a while. I didn't even tell my wife or my or my children. Uh, I was, or, and certainly not any of my law partners. I was very much afraid of what the reaction would be because it was very out of character for me uh, to be talking about these things. And so I was a bit concerned. Eventually, I slowly, uh, you know, came out of the closet. I told my wife. I told my <laughs> sons, uh, and they accepted it very well. And then. Um, um, when I had finished the manuscript for Dancing on a Stamp, then I had a big decision point because then it was like, so far it's just in the family. Uh, do I want to have this book published and let the whole world know, including all of my uh, law colleagues and former clients and other acquaintances, know that I was uh, communicating with my spirit guide? Like It, it was really a, a, a tough decision for me. And I knew that a lot of them would think that I had lost my mind. Um, and I hoped that uh, there, w there wouldn't be too many of them and that some people would sort of accept my journey and what, what had happened to me. And so after my struggle for a while, I said, well, the heck with it. Let the chips fall where they may. I <laughs> found a publisher and, uh, and had it published. And, you know, as I anticipated, some of my um, former uh, acquaintances have shunned me. They haven't come out and directly told me that they think I'm senile, but I know they're thinking <laughs> that. Um, and, uh, but a lot of them were very encouraging, saying good for you to have the courage to come out of the spiritual closet yes. And, yes. And, uh, and write your book. And so it was a bit of a mixed feeling, but overall it, it's very good experience for me. Yes, and, and you get to have new relationships and new conversations with, well, people like me. And I'm sure you're helping a lot of people yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And I do get a lot of good comments by email and uh, uh, others, other ways, comments on Facebook that uh, people say that they really enjoyed reading my books and that it's really helped them. A lot of cases, it's new to them. Other cases, they say, I already knew most of this, but it's really good to have confirmation from you that what I had thought myself was is really is the truth. And so um, I get a lot of a lot of encouragement. A lot of people say, you know, when's your ne next book coming out? So that makes me really feel like I'm doing uh, a worthy job, doing something that's useful to people on this planet. Yes, and that's really I, my goal. I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. It. Thanks very much. Yeah. So I'm really excited about getting into some of the um, learnings and teachings. First of all, I want to say um, my understanding was that initially you met Albert as a physical person. He was a homeless guy, but later your relationship went on to be more um, like, uh, I guess, esoteric. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Sure. I first met Albert. I was just uh, strolling down the street one sunny afternoon in May of 2007. Um, I was still practicing law then. And all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he looked like a typical homeless person. He had, you know, long stringy hair and a scraggly beard and dirty slept in clothes. Um, and uh, rather than sort of sidestep and go around him like I would typically do if I met these people on the street, there was something very different about this man. He had these amazing, sparkling, dazzling blue eyes. And they were doing two things. One, one, in the first place, they were sort of, I felt like he was, his gaze was penetrating deep within me, right down to the depths of my soul. And I felt like he knew everything about me, everything I'd ever said or done, you know, all my hopes and aspirations, all my deep, dark secrets. I sensed that he knew everything about me, which was strange because we had never met before. But I didn't feel violated because at the same time, his gaze was sending me a gush of very warm, pure, unconditional love. Uh, that was infusing my whole body with an amazing sense of peace and security and well-being. It was an amazing feeling and one like I'd never ever felt before, Tammy. Mm -hmm. and so I stood there like a deer caught in the headlights. And then he broke the spell by saying to me, why are you here? And then he mm -hmm. promptly disappeared into a nearby store. So I went into the store to try to find him. I just had to find out more about this man. 
but he had he wasn't in a store anywhere. I went back out on the street, walked up and down for a few blocks, trying to trying to spot him, but he had seemingly disappeared into thin air. So the next day, I resolved I had to go back to the I went back to that same street, same time of day. I hoped to find uh, spot this man to so I could ask him who he was and why he had stopped me. And I walked up and down the street for about ten or fifteen minutes. I was about to give up hope when I spotted him sitting all alone on a bench. So I went up to him and I said, who are you and why did you stop me the other day? And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I'm here to help you on your journey and answer your questions. And then my skeptical lawyer brain kicked in. <laughs> and I said to him, why do you think you can help me when you can't even help yourself? Because it looks like you've been sleeping on the street for weeks and you smell like a dead fish. <laughs> he, he just gave me a big, huge grin and he said, you know, looks can be deceiving because you look like you're a very successful corporate lawyer with everything under control, but we both know that's just a facade. He said, you can turn around and go back to your office and see if you can find all those answers you've been seeking all these years in all those emails waiting for you on your computer, or you can sit down and have a chat with me. Mm-hmm. So luckily my intuition was screaming at me that I should sit down and talk to this man because he was really a very different special kind of person. So I did. That began a dialogue that, that I had with him that went off and on for the next few months. And he told me early on that he was one of my spirit guides in disguise and that I was the only one who could see him in physical form. And so if anybody had been passing by the bench that day when I first met him, they would have seen me sitting on the bench all by myself, talking to myself because nobody else could see him. Wow. And so that was, uh, his, his, so he, he was a very, very wise, interesting soul, very compassionate very, uh, very much full of love for humanity. And he told me he came here to answer my questions, but he also wanted me to write a book about his revelations so that everyone else could have access to them. And so even though I was reluctant at first to do so, I finally uh, acceded to his request and, and, and wrote the manuscript for Dancing on a Stamp. So it was really quite, a, quite an initial journey. He, he, he answered all of my questions uh, with great insight, great wisdom, and, and, and you know all the, the big questions of life that you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Tammy, like, who am I? Why am I here? What happens to me when I die? Um, and, his, and his revelations were quite different from what I'd been taught as a youngster when I grew up as a Roman Catholic. Uh, and I really very much liked his revelations better than what I was taught as a, as a youngster. And so that really rang true in my heart. And I just knew that this guy was the real McCoy. And... Uh, that he was who he said he was, and we, we just had a, a great dialogue, and that and and I was very happy to write uh, his revelations in my first book. Yes, and it was great. Uh, as I mentioned to you before we um, started the show, it reminded me a lot of uh, conversations with God. It was a very enlightening book. It was very helpful, and yours is as well. It it expands even beyond that from my perspective. So. Garnet, I'd like to um, start really digging into some of these questions, and I'm so excited to have you on some for some, some subsequent shows because there's so much I want to get into with you. Um, so first of all, let's just go with this one. What the heck? What is the purpose of life here? I think planet Earth is pretty confusing. A lot of people in a lot of pain. Why would we come here? Why, why did God put this in motion? Why are we doing this? Okay, well, first of all, according to Albert, God didn't put it in motion. God didn't send us here, uh, nor did anyone else. We actually freely chose to come here ourselves, Tammy. Before we were born, when we were souls on the spirit side, which is our true home, uh, we, we planned out our life, the major aspects of our lives in, in what he calls a life plan. 
So we pick the place we're going to be born, the identity of our parents and siblings and relatives, the first language we learn, some of the very basic things in our lives, it, it, possibly even our spouses and our, and our children and, and, and friends and co-workers. And we did that very specifically because we came here to learn and experience things that we needed for our evolution as a soul so that we could uh, gain wisdom and grow and evolve. So it's entirely our choice, and we came here to learn and experience things. And so it, it, it wasn't a random act of the universe, uh, nor uh, an act of some capricious God that put us here. We chose it ourselves, which is difficult for a lot of people to believe because it's easy when you go through life and you, and you, and you hit a rough, rough patch, something bad happens. It's easy to you know, raise your fist into the sky and say, God, why did you do this to me? Mm -hmm. The short answer is God didn't have anything to do with that. You chose it yourself. And then once you're here, on this planet, you're not allowed to remember where you came from or what you put in your pre-life uh, uh, planning, um, and, and you have free will to make decisions and, and take actions. And so what happens is that you'll very often stray off the course that you planned for yourself, which is quite normal, according to Albert. And he says it doesn't really matter because no matter how far off course you go, uh, you can never go wrong or become lost. At the end of the day, you're always going to end up back on the spirit side from where it's, whence you came. So that's sort of the cycle of reincarnation. And it's your choice to come here. No one puts you here. That's very helpful. I like that very much. So my next question for you would be like, okay, so most of us go through a lot of pain. Why would we choose that for ourselves? Why do we choose challenges that are like filled with uh, torture, pain, hurt, anxiety, um, being broken up with, experiencing the loss and betrayal. Why would we choose that for ourselves? Because it, it, it's a challenge uh, uh, that you, you, you felt was that you, you needed to face to see if you could overcome it. it so mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's an obstacle that you perhaps in the past you failed um, miserably and you've reacted in the wrong way. So you're planning this life and you say, I want to try that challenge again. I want to go through this hardship. I want to go through this pain because it's going to help me grow and evolve. Hard for us to understand that as humans sitting here on this planet, but it makes eminent sense when you're on the spirit side and planning your life. So it's really a part of, uh, you know, uh, you know, why, why do people on, on, on earth decide to try to climb Mount Everest? I mean, what's in it for them? It's a challenge that they want to, to see if they can accomplish, to see if they can physically overcome all the challenges, get to the top of that peak. So when you're in the spirit side, it's like, why do, why do you want to be born with a handicap and, and, and live through a lot of pain? It's sort of like, well, I'd like to try that to see if I can overcome that major obstacle and get through it with a smile on my face and without being becoming bitter and angry at the world. So, so it's a challenge that, uh, that you just set for yourself. And, 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 and it may seem strange to us that, that, you know, why would somebody want to be born with a handicap? It's because they understand on the other side that this is sort of a challenge that they have never faced before or they faced before and, and it failed miserably and they want to try it again. Mm. Yeah, because it does um, seem, quote unquote, unfair. Some people are born with silver spoons in their mouths. Other people are born in abject poverty. Um, so it doesn't make a lot of sense when you just look at this being the only reality. And I, like you, believe that I know that there's much more beyond this world and that our true home lies beyond this, that we are our spiritual beings having a human experience. So I love everything you're saying, and I really relate to it. Um, something else that I have come to, and I'd like to hear your perspective on it, is, is this planet is, there's lots of planets, there's lots of dimensions, there's lots of different realities. Our planet is one of free will and choice, and that can be different than some others. Why don't we remember who we are and where we come from? It seems like it'd make things a lot easier. Can you speak to that? 
Well, it would indeed, Tammy. But Albert says the reason uh, that we don't remember that is because it, otherwise it would be too easy. Mm -hmm. If we remembered what we had planned for ourselves, we'd sort of have a step-by-step -step roadmap uh, to, to lead us through life. And there wouldn't be any challenges there or not as many challenges. And so he's, he's saying, if you remembered everything that where you came from and what you had planned, it would be like a teacher giving her students the answer, the questions and answers to a final exam before the exam. There'd be no point in writing it. So same thing here. If you remembered everything, uh, there wouldn't be ma very many challenges. And what's the point of coming here? So one of the real challenges that we all face is that we don't remember who we are, where we came from, what we planned, and we have free will to take actions. And so we have to sort of try to um, figure out where our journey should take us or where we want to go uh, just by listening to the, the subtle messages from our spirit guides who are always there coaching us, trying to get us on the right track. So that's just one of the major challenges. It makes the Earth School one of the most difficult schools in the universe, according to Albert. Mm, and that was my sense of it. That was my sense of it as well. So it's interesting that Albert has revealed some of the same information to you as my um, soul has revealed to me. So I, I like that. It's very interesting. So, yeah, you say um, most souls, souls want to experience Earth to the greatest extent possible. So they'll incarnate as both sexes and a multitude of roles. They'll choose to be born in dozens of countries with varied occupations and stations in life. Their bodies will vary greatly. Sometimes they'll be beautiful and athletic. Other times they will be weak or crippled. In some incarnations, they'll be poor and others rich. Every soul makes these choices freely when it develops its life plan. But it does need the cooperation of other souls in its spirit group to fill the roles of people it will interact with. So we incarnate as soul groups and uh, have other people. I, I feel like we cast other people or agree with souls that they'll play certain parts. That's why I think forgiveness is so important. It's like, you cast that person. I cast that person to do these things to me. Can you tell me a little bit more about what Albert would say about that? No, that's exactly right, is is that you, you have to sort of view, it, it's a cooperative effort when you plan your life, Tammy. Mm -hmm. You have to get the other souls who will play major parts to agree to play the parts that you foresee for them so that, you know, your parents have to agree to be your parents and you have to agree to be their daughter and your siblings and your friends and so on. Uh, they all have to agree to be part of it. And so when you're planning your life, actually, these other souls will actually be sitting around the table with you as you're sort of mapping out what you'd like to do. And they sort of can say, yeah, I agree, or maybe you should change this. And, and you know, it's a very much of a cooperative effort. And yes, mm -hmm. if somebody offends you, or does some harm to you on earth, chances are it may have been planned, in which case you should really forgive that person for their acts. Because like you say, you probably uh, asked them to play that part. And so they're just mm -hmm. playing a role in your in your new life that you needed to, to uh, have, have somebody fill a part in to, to mm -hmm. fulfill your challenges and your experiences. So that, that's really one of the reasons that you should uh, always forgive others for their transgressions. Now, the other the other, the other way that people can sometimes cause you harm is not because it was planned, but because their uh, free will actions went out of control. They let their negative emotions rule their lives, and they did something which wasn't planned. So two, there's two ways that bad things can happen on Earth. One is that it was planned beforehand. The other one is just out of negative emotions getting out of control. And it's, and, and it's not hard, uh, easy to tell which one is which, but that's how bad things happen on our planet. So you also talked about something I thought was very interesting. Albert um, didn't really buy into the whole notion of the law of attraction. Can you tell me more about that? 
Sure. He, I mean, law of attraction is a very popular topic for the last number of years, as you know. Yes. Uh, and and uh, Albert, and I asked Albert about that because he had told me, um, and he basically said, yes, thoughts are very powerful. Thoughts are basically energy. And when when you think things, it, you're, that that's a, a sort of a wave of energy that fans out and affects other mass and, and uh, energy in the universe. So he said thoughts are, you know, quite powerful. And focused thoughts are more powerful than scattered thoughts. Um, but he says that, uh, you know, when, when people are visualizing a certain result to get the law of attraction to work, he says sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, and most of the times when it doesn't work, it's because um, it, your, uh, your soul has a different plan for you, a different mm -hmm. uh, outcome in mind. And so therefore, and you're not aware of this, so you're wishing for, uh, you know, result A and your soul's wishing for you to have result B. Yes. Uh, and so therefore there's a bit of a tug of war. So, so why don't you get A is because maybe your soul doesn't want you to have that because that might take you way off course on your life plan and take you down a road that's not really that relevant to you as a soul. And so that's why there's, this, there's often this tug of war. So he says many times when the law of attraction doesn't work it's because your soul is working behind the scenes to try to stymie your 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 desire to stop the manifestation of your of, of your uh, desires and so that's why a lot of times it doesn't work so and we all know law of attraction does not work all the time yeah i find that interesting i went to see abraham uh hicks and and asked them a very thing i said well, what if i want something that isn't necessarily for my highest good and they're like how can you by having what you want not be for your highest good and i said well uh, because maybe I want it for the sake of feeding my ego and that's not really what my soul wants for me. And they, they didn't buy into that at all. But what you're saying really, really resonates for me. Um, and I do feel it is possible. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this or Albert has to say about this. We can make a choice to align more fully with our soul self and basically start flowing with the river of energy and have the wind at our back rather than fighting to get what we think we want. What would you say to that? Oh, yes, we can. But it, it, it's not easy for us to do this because because our minds, our human minds, uh, basically has have their own agendas. And, and most of the time it's like gaining material goods, having, you know, bigger houses, more cars, more money, all that kind of thing. We think that we that's what we want. And, and so we sort of chase that. Our minds want that. And so to get aligned with our souls, we have to sort of... Uh, Try to look within ourselves, uh, try to connect with our souls and our guides to find out what, where we, we really should be heading. And the best way Albert says to do that is through meditation where we can quiet our minds, yes. sort of uh, get rid of all the thoughts about all the things that we want to accumulate, uh, get rid of the clutter in our minds and sit down and quietly listen. And our soul, our souls will speak to us, our guides will speak to us, and they will be telling us the direction we should be heading. And so that's, where, that's who we have to listen to. We have to listen to our hearts and try to... Uh, stop just listening to the first thing that pops into our minds because our minds really, uh, you know, they, 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 they're after sort of material things, uh, things that'll make us happier on this earth plane or that they think will make us happier. But in reality, what we're really here for is to follow the, the, the path that our souls want us to go on. And one of the biggest compliments I got from one of my students was that, wow, Tammy, you're an example of living a really surrendered life. And I do believe when we go for God, when we go for our soul, when we go for the things you're speaking of, all things can be added unto thee. It may not be, you know, we might not hit the lottery like we think, but we will be cared for. There will be joy. There will be God winks and support. And so for me, um, that has absolutely been what I've chosen to do. But I know control is the master addiction. And you are right. It's it's hard to do that. But if we can, there can be so much love, so much support, 
so many blessings. And, and I really do want that for everyone. Well, I absolutely do too, and that's that's exactly what where why Albert enlisted me as a messenger to try to get people to to um, to read his revelations and and you know exactly what you're saying is to have them awaken to the to to, to, to as to who they are and and to the fact that they should be listening to their soul and their guides and following that path, which is a path of love and compassion and mm-hmm. forgiveness, and forget about. Um, anger, hate, fear, and uh, all the other negative emotions. Try to stifle those. And if you can do that uh, and, and embrace love and compassion, uh, then you'll raise your vibrations. And ultimately, if you raise them up high enough, uh, and we'll get uh, into this in my second book, is you eventually rise up to the new earth, which is a earth in a higher dimension um, mm-hmm. uh, with a higher vibrational rate. So that's really where humans sh- should seek to go. But we mm-hmm. can't get there unless we fully embrace love and compassion, which is not easy because it, as we go through our day-to-day lives, there's so many occasions when uh, anger and hate can flare up in us, uh, you know, and it's uh, often difficult to control it. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited that you're coming back for another show because there's so much more I want to discuss with you. And one of the things I'm going to want to talk about on our next show is how we graduate from this reality and get to that place of um, the new earth or heaven on earth or bliss or joy. So I'm super, super excited to um, just go more into this uh this realm with you and give people these tools. It's, it's just so exciting. So Garnet, we just have a couple of minutes here. Where can people get more of you? What's your website? How can they get your books? My website is garnetschulhauser.com, which is not easy to remember, but if you Google dancing on a stamp, you can get there. And on my website is uh, uh, information about all my books uh, you, that you can download a free uh, excerpt from each book. You can watch a book video. You can dial into my social media sites like Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and so on. Um, and uh, there are buy links uh, to all the, the popular online stores where you can just click on it and get to the place where you can buy my books. So my website's the best source of information. Uh, my email address is on my website. And I'd like to uh, love to hear comments and questions from your uh, listeners. Yes, this has been exciting. You're the real deal. I'm just so honored to be having this conversation with you. And my listeners, I'm so honored to be connecting with you. I hope this also supported you. Come back and listen to my next show with Garnet. Grab his book. It's amazing. I think I know a lot, but I learned even more. And it's it's profound. It's wonderful. It's how we bring heaven to earth. So God bless you. I love you. You're in my heart and prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 